Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, a UFO warning. Today's topic, UFO disables nuclear weapons. That's correct, UFO disables nuclear weapons weapons. Now I have a couple articles related to this. Uh, They're linked at the website ufowarning.com ufowarning.com and you can go there and read both the articles online. They're quite interesting. And this story broke uh, I suppose a couple weeks ago and it's been making the rounds but I think it's worth looking at. The first article I've got here comes from mysteriousuniverse.org and the title says, Former U.S. Air Force officers plan to reveal evidence UFOs tampered with nuclear weapons. And the article is dated from October 12, 2021, so that's a couple weeks ago. It says, No one will ever say retired U- U.S. Air Force Captain Robert Salas is a quitter. In 1967, he tried to get his commanding officers to respond to UFOs over Maelstrom Air Force Base in Montana. After all, 10 Minuteman, one nuclear-tipped missile, that's ICBMs, at the base shut down due to failure in their guidance and control systems immediately following their appearance above above the base. So what happened was he's underground. He's in charge of these 10 missiles. Uh, he gets a call from upstairs, 60 feet above. He's hardened, uh, encased nuclear missiles that, hey, we have this giant UFO overhead. And as this UFO passes overhead, the missile shut down, and they are, they are offline. And goes on and says, He was told to keep quiet. He tried, but found that other people in the military at the same time were not keeping quiet about that incident. Not a, not a similar one eight days before at another missile base. In 2010, he co-sponsored with UFO researcher Robert Hastings, the first UFOs and nukes press conference in an attempt to get the U.S. Congress to address this mysterious security violation and others in public. In 2020, Salas decided the best way to accomplish this is from the inside. He ran for Congress but was defeated in the primary. That did not stop him. This is Robert Salas we're talking about. It goes on and says, It's... It is time for the U.S. Congress to hold public hearings on the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, or UAPs. There are many ex-military witnesses who can verify UFO incidents of nuclear weapons bases. All funds from this fundraiser will be used to support a press conference and lobbying activities in Washington, D.C. with some of these witnesses in the coming months. The current period in time represents a unique opportunity to promote open and open and public disclosure of long-held secrets by government agencies. Any amount would be appreciated. Thank you. That's his, that's his fundraising pitch. Now it says, Salas started a GoFundMe fundraiser to pay for a press conference and congressional lobbying activities. The fundraiser has reached its goal on October 18, 2021 from 8.30 to 11.30. And that press conference will take place at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. and will be open to specified guests 
credential media, and congressional staff. Robert Salis, a former U.S. Air Force captain and nuclear missile crew commander. Robert Jameson, former U.S. Air Force captain and nuclear missile targeting officer. And David Shimdell, former U.S. Air Force captain and nuclear missile crew commander. And Robert Jacobs, former U.S. Air Force lieutenant and missile test photographic officer, will be from the panel. And then it goes on and says, what will they reveal? A panel of former U.S. Air Force officers will disclose their involvement in UFO incidents and nuclear missile launch facilities and test sites during the Cold War era. Witnesses, affidavits that substantiate the reality of the UFO activity at nuclear weapon sites will be available. According to the press release, they will present a declassified U.S. government documents and witness testimony from former or retired U.S. Air Force personnel as evidence of the ongoing incursions by unidentified aerial objects at nuclear missile sites over several decades. So it won't be just the 1987-67 Maelstrom incident, but many other UFO encounters by the U.S. Air Force potentially spanning the Cold War to the present. Will this be the impetus to create a faster and more complete public UFO disclosure by Congress? It won't be because of a lack of effort on the part of Robert Salas, and this, if his evidence and that of his fellow retired officers is solid, how can Congress not respond? Then he goes on and says, ha ha, that's a joke. Congress can do nothing and get away with it, just as it always does. What this press conference might accomplish is to encourage other foreign military eyewitnesses to come forward. Fear is a powerful motivator, and the more incidents of this kind that can come to light, the more fearful and the meaning the public will become. The only other thing that could happen, which Salas has no control over, is that another UFO security incident occurs at a military installation with witnesses from both the armed forces and the public. It would be a shame if it came to that dangerous point. Kudos to retired U.S. Air Force Captain Robert Salas and his team for never giving up this quest. And then goes on and talks a little bit about the author. Now that's kind of the overall picture of what their plan is. Now, as far as I know, they went ahead and they had the press conference. It was attended by a few people, but not really um, the big uh, the big reveal that they'd hoped. Although they did present the evidence. What we see here is the defense uh, apparatus is more than happy to give, to give the general public uh, glimpses of the boogeyman. They'll show you a tic-tac darting around on a pilot's screen, or they'll show you on, on his gun camera. Um, they'll talk about this and that, but they never want to get into the meat of the subject. And we saw that last, I believe it was last year, the year before last, with the, what they called drones that were swarming over uh, the big uh, nuclear power plant there, I believe in Arizona. And we also saw it happen over... Uh, the, several of the western states last year, where they had what they what they said were multiple drones acting in unison, flying at low altitude. When the really weird stuff starts to happen, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to disclose it. They bring out the same uh, the the same narrative that they always bring out. It's drones. If 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 it's a cattle mutilation case uh, where this animal has been slaughtered and open field with no tracks, and it, it's a cut that's been done by something that's more precise than a laser, well, then it's it's the satanic cow tippers, as I call them. It's never, it's never open to discussion. And anybody says, well, could this be the bad side of the UFO phenomena? That 
that part of the subject is never, ever looked at. Okay, it's okay for people to talk about UFOs in very general terms, uh, a light, you know, a blip on a screen. But when it gets down to the UFOs interacting with people and sometimes doing very negative things, well, that's a whole different, that's a whole different uh, ball, ball, ball of wax there. Now, Celis seems to be thinking that, well, these UFOs, they came here and they're sending a message to us that we need to all go along, get along. I'm not so sure about that. To me, it looks more like a outside force that's pushing the limits as far as they can. They could have been testing those UFO. They, that, that UFO craft could have been testing those nuclear weapons for their own uh, intel. I, I I don't see how it makes sense for them to be somehow hoping that uh, our deep state players will get the message and come together with the Russians and now the Chinese or whoever and decide that we all need to denuclearize the planet. What makes a lot more sense for me is these guys, whoever they are visiting us, uh, doing what they need to do to see what they, to see how they can disarm us. Okay. And Tucker Carlson got into a little bit of this and some of his comments about this story. Uh, you can look at it uh, on YouTube where this goes right along with the UFOs being seen over these big uh, Navy aircraft carriers and uh, Navy ships that are nuclear-powered. It's the fascination with nuclear energy, perhaps, but maybe it's also their way of doing recon to see what they need to do to electronically disable our defense mechanisms, you know, just to take our shield down, whatever. And... We can only hope that somehow the hires up in, in the military understand this at some level or, and are taking precautions against it. But it seems like they're more interested in having our soldiers walk around in high heels and, and you know, being more inclusive, whatever that means, than they are about protecting us from enemies, not just domestic, imaginary enemies, but actual enemies that are foreign, and maybe off-planet enemies. How do we know? Now, the next article here does somewhat of a more uh, overview of what actually happened, and this comes from the Sun. It's also it's also uh, found the link uh, at the website ufowarning.com. The title says DEFCON One: I saw giant UFO disable ten live nukes at top secret base, and Pentagon is covering it up, says U.S. Air Force captain. Well, we're supposed to be getting disclosure from the Pentagon, but, you know, we're not even... Another year goes by, and we're being told that we can't get the uh, complete record of the John Kennedy assassination. We're not getting disclosure, okay? We're getting narrative control. It goes on, it says, When a giant UFO shut down nuclear weapons under Air Force Captain Robert Salis' control... He believes they were delivering a message to humanity. But despite reporting what he saw, he and his commander were immediately forced to sign a vow never to talk about what happened that day in one of history's most astonishing UFO encounters. The article goes on, it says, Captain Salas said the bizarre incident unfolded on March 24, 1967 in Malmstrom Air Force Base in Montana, U.S., while he was the on-duty commander of a secret underground launch facility. Speaking to the Sun Online, he says, quote, I was in charge of 10 nuclear missiles at the time. 
when a UFO came over and hovered over our facility, and while it was hovering there, it was seen by all our guards. I was underground, 60 foot, locked into a concrete capsule. It was reported to me directly by those guards. Now that must have been a real uh, exciting experience to be, you know, enough stress to be 60 foot underground in a hardened concrete site, underground base with 10 nuclear missiles. But then you got your guys up top telling you that, hey, we have this giant UFO overhead right at the same time that your nuclear missiles lose all capability. They just go offline. He says, I was underground 60 feet locked into a concrete capsule. It was reported to me directly by those guards. While the object was up there, we lost all 10 missiles due to guidance and control failure. But Captain Salas said the the simultaneous shutdown was an impossible occurrence because the 10 nuclear minute man missiles were all running on independent systems. The attack, quote-unquote, implied a level of sophistication which no human at that time possessed, he claims. The missiles went into the no-go condition, which means he couldn't have launched them even if he wanted to, and his apparent display of and this apparent display of power by the UFOs came at the height of the Cold War when the US and Russia sat poised on the edge of Armageddon. Captain Salas remembers the incident as if it happened yesterday, and he is certain that UFOs are alien. Yes, I kind of tend to agree with that. He says, uh, and he is due to hold a key press conference next Tuesday, of course that's already happened, in Washington, D.C. to present UFO evidence to the world alongside other former servicemen. It comes as the debate around UFOs has become a topic of serious political discussion in the U.S. after the release of a Pentagon report on the subject over the summer. Captain Salas told The Sun Online this object, whatever it was, would have had to send a signal to each missile separately and disable the guidance system. The base allegedly took a day to bring the weapons back online, and they could not find any physical damage or explanation for the sudden problem with the missiles. Salus added that eight days earlier, on March 16, 1967, something similar happened at another missile launch control facility. And he believes extraterrestrial life was behind the event and numerous others in the following years. But why would aliens disable the missiles? Captain Salus said, I can only speculate as to why it happened. This was a demonstration by an object of an extra of an extra extraterrestrial origins, and I don't say that lightly. I think it was simply a message to, to tell all of us on planet Earth that we need to rid ourselves of nuclear weapons, for he believes aliens are not a danger to humans. Now, in my opinion, that is a giant leap of faith. You know, there's one or two options here. Either they are a danger or they're not a danger. At this point, it's a 50-50 proposition. To just assume that they're not seems to me to be a a little too much risk, a little more risk than I would want to take. He says, during the encounters over nuclear bases, he said there was no attack with any kind of weapons despite the obvious technology the extraterrestrial beings would surely have. Meanwhile, Captain Salas believes the world's governments have been determined to cover up alien encounters. 
recalling reporting to reporting the shutdown of the nuclear missiles to his supporter, superiors, he said, I walked into the squadron commander's office, and the first thing I asked him was whether or not it was some kind of Air Force exercise. He assured me it was not, and he had no idea what or why it had occurred. Then immediately after my commander and I were ordered to sign these documents stating we would never speak of what occurred. So there was an immediate and ongoing cover-up of these incidents. A big reason, he theorizes, for the whitewashing of the encounters may be because of the value of alien technology that has fallen into the hands of government governments across the world and is traded as bargaining chips. He said there's a worldwide, let's say cabal, that is exchanging information in secret. The intelligence community may be involved any world cover-up. Now, that's an angle that I really like because we've talked a lot about this on the show as far as the revolving door uh, between uh, the deep state and the government. Uh, people, uh, a lot of these guys working for Tom DeLong, pretty much all of them, as I've covered many times in the program, have had high-level jobs working for the Defense Department or some other military uh, agency, and then they retire from that job working for the military and they're right into some sort of consulting work. And this goes on all across the board. Now, you can imagine, and Tom DeLong has talked about how they've got possession of UFO metamaterial. The question becomes, well, how did you get that? Did you just buy that from somebody that, that, that you solicited off the Internet? Or possibly, was there an investigation at some point into one of these UFO sightings where UFO metamaterial was uh, collected or learned about, and then people who were acting as government agents at that time went back later and purchased that, or maybe just uh, made off with it out of the government vaults. This is this can only be compared to uh, the closest thing this compares to is when is when say the conquistadors or the first uh, settlers came into the U.S., or the conquistadors into South America, say, where they had technology that was uh, that far surpassed anything the natives had, and it allowed them to completely uh, decimate the uh, civilizations and governments that were there with just a few men because their weapons were so much more superior. In these kinds of situations, if we are facing that sort of threat, let's face it, if these things came from some other place, they're light years ahead of us in technology. This is something that needs to be shared on a, a community level. I mean, there's no reason why one person should be allowed to capitalize off of this technology that would be so advanced. They could come up with things that could make them you know, they could be the first trillionaire. So what we see here is we see the deep state actors almost, it seems like they have the opportunity at least to come in, monopolize this UFO uh, material that's been, that's been salvaged and do who knows what with it. Once they have that kind of an advantage on the rest of us, they could take over the planet. This is why I think the situation is so dangerous right now for uh, all of us. If these cases are real, if what's happening is real, if we are to believe that, yes, there is, there are these samples of UFO metamaterial that have been uh, salvaged 
and that are now many of them sitting around in private labs. People are trying to extract information and data from them, learning how to use this material. Who knows what they'll come up with? But they're taking something that should be uh, should be something for the common good of everybody, and they're privatizing it. And it seems like what Salus is suggesting here is the reason they want to they want to put the gabosh on everything. The reason they want as soon as one of these things happens, they want to force people to sign uh, secrecy agreements is because they want to hide what they're doing. Just like with Mr. Salos. Oh, you can't talk about this. Well, he does talk about it 40, 50 years later. But my gosh, they've got a generational head start on the man. they got a generation to exploit these materials and come up with a plan to basically take over the world if they want to. Scary proposition, in my opinion. It says here, in 1947, our government knew they were dealing with extraterrestrial entities. The U.S. detonated the world's first nuclear bomb, codenamed Trinity, on July 16, 1945, and the first wave of a boom in UFO sightings followed in the late 40s and 50s. Roswell, one of the sites of the most infamous alleged UFO encounters, was the home of the U.S. Air Force's 509th Bombardment Group, which dropped the world's first nuclear bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki that ended World War II. And one of Britain's most infamous encounters, the incident in Rendlesham Forest, also occurred close to RAF Woodbridge and RAF Bentwaters, where it's claimed some nuclear weapons were secretly stored. Like other service personnel, he is now hopeful the military is edging towards disclosure. A crucial development towards this came in June when the Pentagon released its UAP task force report, which revealed 144 unexplained UFO encounters. We've talked about this. This is a nothing burger. This included tic-tac-shaped UFOs that had been filmed. And then it goes on. It says, Captain Salas told the Sun Online, after our presentation next week, hopefully the Air Force will make a comment finally, and start coming forward and answering the questions about the incidents we will be reporting on. Following this, he said he hoped open congressional hearings would be held in which witnesses would come forward and speak openly without fear of breaking security oaths. Dismissed as a conspiracy theory for decades, former U.S. defense officials, sitting politicians, and former presidents Barack Obama and Bill Clinton have all acknowledged that there is something unusual going on with UFOs. Well, if Clinton and Obama are talking about it, they're planning on lining their pockets. I don't, I don't give those guys credit for anything. Now, often referred to as UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena, questions are being asked if the object caught on film are super advanced drones, secret military technology hoaxes or camera tricks. And talks about that a little bit. It says... Um, And prominent UFOlogists have theorized alien life may have been alerted to man's existence by the very first atomic bomb test. Yeah, that's possible. This is all a very good article, but the thing I really want to take away from this article, and I think is the most important thing to keep in mind, because we've known about this uh, Malmus Air Force Base for a long time, but what Salas says about people having control of these UFO parts or metamaterial and wanting to gain some kind of advantage with that. That right there is the crux of the matter. What happened in this country when Thomas 
Jefferson had uh, Lewis and Clark go across the United States to scope out the Louisiana Purchase and all that. The first thing that the Native Americans wanted, the first thing, were the firearms. And they didn't want them uh, to take the gun shows. They wanted them for protection and aggression. So what would happen is, you that's human nature. When humans come across a new way of killing people that that is uh, far more efficient than the current way of killing people, they have suddenly have a tremendous advantage over their neighbors. And that changed the whole coexistence of the new world right there. One group had guns, one group didn't. The group that didn't have guns got wiped out pretty quick. That's a simple that's a simple analogy, but let's look at it this way. What if what we're dealing with here is some sort of advanced technology, some sort of advanced civilization, whether it's biological or not, and they're coming here and they're leaving little cookie crumbs behind. Nothing that can really make the world a better place, but possibly some ways that people can say, spy on other people better. Ways that people can kill other people more efficiently. Things that could have enormous unforeseen impacts on the rest of us. Is it a good idea for some retired military folks, some retired deep staters, to be the ones that have exclusive access to these materials? Or would it be better for this stuff to be studied in a more transparent way, as transparent as possible, where it has to be used for the greater good and where there's some accountability. Because what I see happening here is there's no accountability. Whether it's something as simple as how did Tom DeLonge get a hold of the video of the Tic Tac, the Tic Tac video. These, these videos did not follow any kind of legal chain of custody. They were given, they were given to his reps by insiders. Something that I feel like you or I would go to jail for doing. Okay? Just like with a lot of this UFO metamaterial that we're told about. Well, you know, there was an investigation into a UFO sighting and we found this chunk of metal and uh, Bob's a former agent and he went back 10 years later and bought that metal from these people or maybe that piece of metal disappeared out of an evidence locker somewhere and now it's being um, experimented on by a Harvard professor somewhere. By the way, you can't do a FOIA with that guy. So what we see is all of this really valuable data and material, and and this and this former Air Force guy brings this up, is being accumulated, is being consolidated and brought together by people with a history of keeping secrets, former deep state employees, and we don't know what they're doing with it. His question is, are they getting some kind of advantage with this stuff? Well, that would make sense. That also explains why they want to cover up so many of the UFO sightings. That explains why they want to keep people quiet. Why they don't want to raise questions about it. They want to do their deeds in the dark. They don't want to have a light shined on them. Okay. So what they're offering you with this congressional report from the, the DOD, this is not true disclosure. 144 cases of what? They might have all handed you a book of fairy tales. Let's let's have real discussions. Let's have real discussions about things like those about the, those objects that they call drones out of that Palo Verde 
nuclear plant. Let's have real discussions about the, the drones that were that appeared to be mapping Colorado. Okay, let's have real discussions about these terrible, terrible, uh, really wicked cow mutilations that have happened. That there's no one has explained how it would be humanly possible that things were done the way they were done. You know, a thousand-pound bull is slaughtered, and there's not a single drop of blood on the ground. Let's have discussions about this stuff. What's going on here? Let's have adult discussions about this stuff. Let's have discussions about why these servicemen are being told, you have to sign this vow of secrecy or we're going to lock you up. And all the threats that were allegedly made after the Roswell sighting. Well, what's that do? It gives the bad guys a head start. It gives them a head start to get the data, to sift through it, to make assumptions and conclusions. It gives them a head start to get a hold of this UFO metamaterial if it's actually out there. It keeps everything covered up and in the dark. And they, they are the natives with the guns, and we are the natives without the guns. Simple as that. That's, what, that's the scenario that it sets up. It's an unsafe situation when you have deep staters and former deep staters in possession of all of the real, and by real I mean valuable, UFO data and UFO material while we are left with fairy tales. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.